podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. No breaks. No breaks. No fear. No fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome along. I'm Ian Brannan. It has, of course, been an unusual week in all of our lives, and for British Speedway, that has been no different. The sport coming to a standstill over the course of last weekend as British Speedway paid its respects to Queen Elizabeth II and, of course, to the royal family. Racing was due to resume on Monday, but weather put paid to that, as it did on Tuesday. So the next Speedway will be Wednesday as the Championship playoffs get underway. Premiership playoffs are not far away as well. And we have the Sports Insure 2022 British Final taking place on Sunday at the National Speedway Stadium. So still a very big week in Speedway. As we head into this period, we've got uh, someone who uh, operates at the very top table of British Speedway, Damien Bates, a BSPL board director and, of course, co-promoter at not just the Sheffield Tigers, but the Leicester Lions as well. And uh, he's here to talk to us about those two clubs, about the British final, and also how British Speedway might look as we head in towards 2023, as uh, supporters, riders and promoters start to glance an eye to the new year. All of this on the way on No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. So we're going to have a British champion crowned on Sunday. The um, playoffs are uh, underway in the championship this week, hopefully, weather permitting. It looks good, though. It looks good. Uh, And um, in the premiership, we know the four teams now who will be battling it out ultimately for the title at the end of the season. One of those teams is Sheffield, and I'm very pleased to say Sheffield co-promoter Damien Bates joins us this week on No Breaks, No Fear. Hi, Damien. Hi, Ian. Good to be here. Well, thanks for joining us. I know it's uh, a busy time for you. We'll we'll cover off the um, British final fairly soon. We'll have a chat about Speedway in general, I think, and, and looking ahead to next season. And uh, first of all, though, let's talk about Sheffield because um, it's been a bit of a stop-start situation through the course of the, the year with, with one thing and another, but uh, Sheffield in the playoffs right now and, and aiming for top spot in the league as it stands. Yeah, it... It's been a bit of a stop-start season with fixtures at Sheffield this year, which um, some's forced by weather, as always. Um, we had a couple of issues with the stadium because they had to be laying a new dog trap, which I knew were happening, but um, but it's been a bit hit and miss and we haven't really got into a rhythm that I feel all year. But um, like I said, we're second in the league. Um, if we win as, if we win as, I think we've got to win two more and then we'll finish top at league, which was aimed to start with. So I, I'm happy. I'm happy as we are now. And you've still got to face Bellevue, of course, and that's really going to decide probably who who could finish top. It's not in Ipswich's hands anymore as it stands. Um, so there will be a winner that night because there's no draws in in the Premiership this season. So. Um, that that'll be a big one, won't it? The uh, the the Roses Derby. If it didn't have any enough right riding on it already, to to have potentially top of the table riding on it by the time you race. <laughs> it's always a big one with Bellevue. Um, Bellevue can come, they can quite easily win. Um, but also we could quite easily win against Bellevue. You, you know, it's it's one of meetings where you never know quite what's going to happen. Bellevue's packed full of great riders. Um, a couple. The riders will do ride our track really well. A couple, not so much on previous uh, meetings, but you never know, never know. We just need to win, 
win both his next meetings and, and we'll finish top. Um, I think I'm more than confident we can do that. Of course, this coming Monday next week, uh, the 19th of September, out of respect for the Royal Family, there's no fixtures being raced, and I think many people will understand that. Um, you know, Many supermarkets are going to be closing, some holiday parks are even shutting down for the day as well. And uh, Of course, this is the first time this sort of event has happened in all of our lifetimes. It will be a major event. Um, it does mean, as far as fixtures in Speedway, in the grand scheme of things are concerned, there will be a couple of fixtures that are outstanding after the, the cut-off point, though. The four teams that are going to be in the playoffs are uh, obviously assured. We know who those four are. So, obviously, was there a difficult one to, to work out what to do? Was there ever a, a conversation where you might have put the cut-off date back or because the four teams are the four teams and that's all decided, um, you're just sticking with the cut-off there now? Um, we had a discussion. Obviously, what's what happens is a great tragedy, and and you know I think it's only right that Speedway doesn't run on Monday for, out of respect. Um, obviously, it, co- it does cause a few issues um, with a couple of clubs that are racing, but I think in grand scheme of things, just something's more important. Um, we decided that we'll just carry on with as cut off uh, as it is. Um, obviously, we've got TV scheduling. Um, we spoke with Eurosport, you know, they, they, they've, they've been great with stuff, but the top four was the top four, so we just felt like we just need to, you know, later, later we leave it, the weather gets worse, um, so realistically we just needed to, to crack on and and do 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 as we are now and, and just, just get straight into playoffs. From from some fans' point of view, they'll look at the Premiership and, and they'll say, well, there's six teams how are we in a position where potentially you know we're getting on into October before things are going to be decided and with weather it could be the back end of October was there or is there maybe an argument for starting league fixtures earlier in the campaign because of course the, the Premiership itself didn't get underway till, till May this year No we, we had the uh, League Cup competition which um, when obviously when we, we, we do those fixtures look at those fixtures we thought that would be okay Um which you know things don't always work out I think it's just something we need to look at next year to to try, try and probably make the league which I think the league will start earlier um, we've obviously lost a day for British final which is on Monday we lost a week for um, Speedway Nations um, and there's a few other factors why why obviously it's running a bit late but the cut-off date were always the playoffs were always penciled in from the beginning it's just a bit unfortunate that um, there's going to be odd one or two meetings not complete um, due to this one is obviously a circumstance that we, we can't control and um, like I said before it's respect to, to, to the Queen really why you know we're not running it the fixtures will be run, I gather, but uh, obviously just not um, affecting the the final scheme of things in the league table as, as far as who races who in the um, in the playoffs. Um, Sheffield, as we know, are now one of those teams that that will be battling it out. You, you got one eye on on those fixtures um, becoming apparent now, uh, starting off this week when you're, you're racing against Kings Lynn at home at Ollerton to take a step t- towards getting to the top of the table, which is where you, where Sheffield could finish. And what are your thoughts on the playoffs then? Have you, have you got a team in mind that you'd rather face, or, or are you just going to see how it pans out and who you end up with? No, there's, there's, listen, there's, you'll, you'll always find your, you'll always find a club where you think, well, I fancy them a bit more. 
Um, but like you just, just touched on, you've got to um, you've got to race everybody. So um, and it's not easy. Um, but I do I do fancy his chances. I think we we we're riding well at the moment. Um, we've got Toby in at number one, who's doing a cracking job at number one. So it's not like we've lost Jack from number one and. You know, Toby's doing equally, if not better, a good job, a uh, better job at the moment. So, yeah, I'm confident. I'm confident against anybody who, who we go against. Um, you know, it's always difficult to go to Bellevue. Um, you know, their, their lads are pretty dialed in around that track, and it's a bit, a bit of a, it's a fast track, and they know what lines to ride, where, where to ride, and what to do. And but, I feel if we've got a 12, 14 point lead from a home fixture, which I think we can do against any other three. I think we should be, we should be there or thereabouts. But you really cannot rule any any four one of the four clubs out equally. All is good. Sheffield booking their place in the playoffs then at the expense of Kings Lynn with their uh, slim hopes ended after Sheffield defeated Wolves. So let's see it from the Wolves team manager, Peter Adams, somebody who's got a lot of experience when it comes to the playoffs. And he fancies his size chances, of course, but particularly buoyed by that performance that they had on Bank Holiday Monday, home and away against Bellevue. Yeah, I thought they were terrific on uh, in the two matches against Bellevue. You know, tremendous fighting spirit. The difference, of course, is what our reserves contribute as it's been, you know, all season long. If they both fire on, uh, as they did on Monday, then, um, you know, we're a difficult team to beat. But we come here tonight, Leon started well but ran out of steam. Uh, Drew was, you know, not competitive at all. Um, So that is reflected in the scoreline and we we can only hope that in the important matches ahead, if we're going to be in them, that they have the kind of day that they had on Monday. If we, if they do, you know, then we're going to be very much in the running. Yep, definitely. Uh, finally, a, a word on Leon Flint as well. Obviously, he came in as the, the rising star when Tom Bacon retired last season. We've certainly seen him make uh, some steps in the right direction in the Premiership and two great individual achievements over the past month for him. Yeah, fa- fabulous, you know. And when the British final eventually rolls round, maybe he can... Uh, he can give a respectable performance in that as well. But he's, you know, he's a young lad. His career is developing and uh, hopefully he'll be with us for many years to come. Yeah, Leon Flint and that interview was recorded before Leon had won the British Under-21 title. Um, and last week we had Leon's dad on, Gary Flint, team manager and co-promoter at the Berwick Bandits as well. So if you've not heard last week's episode yet, give that a listen. Um Damien Bates, the Sheffield co-promoter and uh, Leicester Lions co-promoter as well, is uh, is with us this week. And um, Peter Adams there, a lot of experience of the playoffs, Damien. But when it comes to the playoffs, it, it, it ultimately boils down to these, uh, you know, one-off matches. Of course, there's a home and away leg, but simple things could, could really... Um, fire your season in one way or another, couldn't they? And it could be as simple as a, a crash. Um, it could be somebody breaking the tapes, machine failure. You know, for either side, these little things start counting now. It, it could be. It could be anything from from um, being on a five-one and, and somebody breaks down in front, goes to a three-three, and then you know it could set tone for meeting. Oh, that that extra couple of points could have mattered. It's. It's just a th- it's just where you take it. Each race has come when you get to playoffs. Um, try and get the advantages and and just keep going and and move on to next to next race when the oven's done. Don't dwell on it and just see see where it takes you. Really.
Well, earlier on, I spoke to the Ipswich co-promoter, Chris Louie, uh, about um, the Witches' season so far and uh, the fact, of course, that they've been top of the table for much of the season, but now are looking over their shoulder at the sides with uh, still some matches in hand, particularly Sheffield and Bellevue, and uh, wondering if they will remain top of the table come the end of the season. It's getting close at the top. Here's Chris Louie. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's, it's, a, it's a long season to come down to... Uh a couple of semi-finals and, and then obviously a, a final. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, look, we, we've had a great year. We've, we've served up some great entertainment. Um, the team have been fantastic. They've, they've uh, never known when they're beaten, both home and away, and I've enjoyed that. But uh, we've, we've, we've sat top of the table for majority of the season. Um, but you can't read anything into that because, you know, at the end of the day, um, by the time we get to the, the final uh, league day on the 22nd of September um, I don't think there'll be anything between uh, certainly the top three sides and Wolverhampton really not very far behind so um, yeah it's, it's going to be really interesting playoff uh, times because as I said I can't pick it I, I don't think there's anything between these four sides Ipswich of course currently top of the table and, and you've been there for much of the season it seems got off to a great start and the pack are closing in of course Sheffield and Bellevue have got matches in hand and, and always had had particularly Sheffield and they're coming up on the rails now are you looking over your shoulder as to as to how things might pan out and whether you can hold that top spot because of course depending where you finish depends who you're going to race yeah, absolutely, and obviously with their meetings in hand, um, you know they're, they're, they're just particularly Sheffield are in a strong position with home meetings to come. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, you know, like everybody, um, like our fans, I, I guess we've, we've been looking at uh, the, the upcoming fixtures and who will beat who and uh, where where people are going to end up. And you've got to say Sheffield are in a strong position uh, to possibly top the table um, come twenty second of September, which. Uh, you know, if that were the case, would probably leave a Sheffield Wolverhampton semi final and a Bellevue Ipswich semi final. Which, um, yeah, you know, I've got to say, I don't think any of the other three teams probably wanted to go to Bellevue, but it doesn't hold a lot of fears for us. I mean, we had a disastrous meeting last time out um, in the National Speedway Stadium, but we had so many problems. Every rider experienced uh, mechanical problems and issues, um, including Jason Doyle, and you don't very often see that. So. Um, yeah, we, did, we didn't read a lot into that. The lads done a lot of testing in their last couple of races. So if, if we do end up going to Bellevue, then um, you know, you, you've got to, to beat everybody. Um, and if we knock them out in the semi-final stage, uh, who knows, that might make the final easier, but not by very much. Ipswich co-promoter and, uh, you got to say, British Speedway legend Chris Louie uh, with his thoughts on the upcoming playoffs. His side are currently top of the league, but uh, looking over his shoulder to see what's going to happen and the next fixtures that could have a bearing on that happen this Thursday. Peterborough versus Bellevue at the East of England Arena and it's Sheffield versus Kings Lynn. Both of those getting underway at 7.30. The other Premiership meetings, um, of course, we've talked about uh, on Monday next week will be postponed and that would have been Kings Lynn, Bellevue and Sheffield versus Ipswich. Um, and those meetings won't be able to get back in the uh, calendar before the playoff cutoff dates. Uh, the following fixtures um, next week, which will be Thursday, September 22nd, 
Kings Lynn versus Wolverhampton and Sheffield versus Bellevue. And uh, Sheffield's uh, remaining fixtures, of course, uh, are at home and that's going to uh, give them potentially that uh, boost to uh, grab top spot over to Sheffield and Bellevue to see who finishes top of the table. And it's uh, Sheffield co-promoter Damien Bates who's our guest this week on No Breaks, No Fear. And in the next part, we're starting the build-up to the 2022 Sports Ensure British Final, which is back for a second running. The weather's going to be great at the National Speedway Stadium this weekend, so there'll be no uh, problems on that front as far as we know, unless something uh, changes radically. Uh, But uh, we'll speak about the original staging, the conversations that happened that led to the events coming up this weekend, and uh, Damien's preview as well of, of who to watch, because a quarter of the lineup are Sheffield riders. And probably, to be honest, the rest of the lineup have either ridden or guested for Sheffield at some point in the past anyway. So uh, we'll talk about the British final next on No Breaks, No Fear. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. No brakes, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome back. I'm Ian Brannan, and our guest this week is the Sheffield Tigers co-promoter Damien Bates. And uh, Damien also on the board of uh, British Speedway Promoters Limited as well. One of the uh, one of the four key decision makers, I guess you'd say, in in British Speedway. Um, and uh, Coming up this weekend, the, the showpiece of British Speedway, the British Final, the Sports Ensure British Final, taking place at the National Speedway Stadium Sunday afternoon, a three o'clock start. It will be on Eurosport as well, but of course there's nothing like the real thing, so if you can get yourself down to the National Speedway Stadium, you're going to be in for a treat because it is an absolutely stunning lineup, pretty much the same lineup as the original staging. There's only one change, which we'll talk about uh, shortly, but before we get on to the full lineup, let's just talk about um the Sheffield representatives and it just shows what a spine of British talent Sheffield have got Damien um Connor Mountain Kyle Howarth Lewis Kerr Adam Ellis I know it's four riders but that's that's a quarter of the entire lineup for the British final and um you know you really have now got uh, some of the best of British racing at Ollerton yeah listen it's always nice to have a um a spine of British riders because you know we are British league and and British riders are, are what makes us um, tick over, really. So it's nice to have a um, a good few Brits in there. Um, Louis come in, um, done a cracking job, to be fair, since he's come in, and, and I can't fault him one bit. Um, his results, his races, um, if he's had a bad race, he listens to Steady. Steady helps him, listens, which is good. Um, and, and you can see by that, um, especially at Sheffield, it's a bad race. Um, his next race has normally improved. So, yeah, it's it's been really good that he's, he's joined us. On on to the British final itself. There's there's only one real change in the lineup, um, and it's it's former rider of yours. It's Craig Cook uh, comes in uh, in place of Daniel Hume, who's currently out injured. But apart from that, it's the same 16 riders who are going to be lining up for that, including, of course, Dan Bewley, which is... Um, 
I know that you know a lot of work has gone into making sure that that was uh, going to be possible because of course he's he's riding the night before at Melilla in in the Grand Prix in Sweden. Then he's coming straight over for the British final. But that'll be great to see him um, back in action because he was very much in contention in the first running of things. It was yeah, Dan Joaquin to do British final, um, which you know we we we. we I loved Dan to be in British final. We wanted him in his British final. We'd have liked Ty and, and Rob to be in it also, but obviously logistics didn't work out with them. Um, yeah, so it's good to see Dan um, and doing restaging as well, which were always going to be a little bit difficult. Um, but you know, he, he's got to be, he's got a bit favourite realistically. Um, how he's riding at the moment, he's, he's riding superb, um, like a different class. Um, so I, I think he'll start off as favourite, but you never know with a British final. Um, you just never know who anybody could pop out and win when it comes down to final eight. And we saw some terrific racing in the first staging of it, of course, before the weather moved in. Uh, Damien, take us back to the original staging, though, because it all started well. Um, but then, of course, the rain came in. Um a lot's been made, you know, everybody's got their opinion, I'm sure, and, and, and I know many have probably been directed straight at you, um, being one of the, the figureheads of, of British Speedway and people with their advice on what they would have done or whatever. But really, this situation was fairly unique. It, it sort of fell between the cracks of the rules and you can't invent a rule once a meeting has begun. There were those discussions in the uh, in the changing rooms with the riders and, and, and officials, of course. Um, let us into some of the conversations that happened there. What was the thinking? What were the discussions with the riders that, that led to ultimately this restaging this weekend? Yeah, well, listen, I've seen some at rumours and some at names that people decide to call me and stuff, which I just laugh about because, you know, certain people and certain Speedway fans have the uh, opinion of that. You know, they know everything and they know everything that's gone on, but the only person who really went off in knows that room while myself, Rob, uh, Tony Steele and Riders. Um, obviously, the meeting was run under SCB regulations, which are British Speedways. Um, referee, um, I think it was Wayne Jarvis, um, and Tony Steele was there. So it was a case uh, the rain come, we knew the rain was coming. But we thought it was going to be a little bit later, so we thought we could get through it. Um, and U Sport were aware of that. Um, U Sport wanted to show it, so you know we, we tried to get it on. Um, and as it happened, I think there were after three rides, we could have called it. Um, there were three riders on eight, but none of them had, I believe, had rode each other. So there were a few. There were a few uh, grey areas, but every, well, most every ride, I think there were 14 out of 16 riders wanted restaging. Um, and normally it's myself and Rob won't normally get into that because it's an SCB regulated meeting. Um, riders want to speak to me and Rob, we went to spoke to them, which were okay, it were good. They asked for it to be restaged, so we, we agreed. Um, which, you know, it could be a, a massive cost to, to us um, to restage it, but we felt it all right. Um, um, and, and so every rider had opportunity because there were quite a few on the six, seven points, they all felt they could um, they could win it, get to the final. So we, we agreed to it. Um, 
like I said, I think it was 14 out of 16 riders want it. So we, we just decided, yeah, let's let's do it. Riders want it. We think it's the right thing to do. Um, we don't want to shortchange anybody. We don't, you know, we want to see a British final uh, and a winner of a, a full meeting. Um, so I think you're a right decision to do. It was very, it was very, uh, um, what's the word? It, it was a decision that we're trying to get rushed and, and not thought about. That's why we spent a little bit of time talking and thinking about it and making sure we were right before any decision were, were announced or made. And of course, there wasn't just the decision on the British Championship itself, which is the main point of being there. That is the big prize. I think for some fans as well, that thing about the uh, wild card for Cardiff comes up and, and perhaps for some people that is as important or if not more important sometimes um, that was sorted out Adam Ellis got the wild card being the reigning champion um, tell us about that angle as well um, and as far as I know this time on Sunday it will be purely for the British title is is that the case and, and it will have no bearing on the the 2023 Speedway Grand Prix um, that's the thing with Wildcard, everybody thinks that, um, it made me laugh that I, I did read and I forgot, sent a few things saying that I'd done this so Adam Ellis, my Sheffield rider, would go to, to Cardiff as Wildcard, which is just absolutely mental. The, what it actually is, the FIM picked the Wildcards and the FIM's decision is to have the British champion. So before that was announced also, um, a discussion had to be made with the FIM on using the current British champion. They could have easily said no. Um, they, they, it's, they, it's their choice. It's not my choice. It's not uh, Rob Goffrey's choice or Ball's choice. It's it's the FIM's. They have the wild. The, the wild card is a British champion. We didn't have a British champion, so the only thing was to use the current British champion, who was Adam, um, and he obviously he, he didn't get his chance last year. So they felt it all right, we felt it right that Adam got his chance this year. Um, and yeah, this year they'll be racing for British Championship, just for British Championship as it stands, but we are just in discussions about looking at something um, potentially for Cardiff, if somebody does win it, who's not in it, but that's early days and, and um, don't know how that's going to pan out, but purely for British Champion this time, yeah. That's not the only silverware to be won, though, is it? Because British Speedway is going to be honouring legendary broadcaster and a, a great friend of, of, of mine personally, and also I know of yours, Damien, as well, Nigel Pearson at the Sports Insure British Final Championship. And supporters are going to be given the chance to vote for the winner of the inaugural Nigel Pearson Award, which will be presented to the rider after the meeting who is judged to have provided the most entertainment. It's a terrific way to remember Nigel. He would have... He would have loved this kind of thing, you know. Adam Ellis with the with the tassels on his uh, on, on his uh, Kevlar's, I think, for a great example of of the sort of thing that he would have loved. But um, uh, something different and uh, rewarding the entertainment, if not the performance. Yeah, and I think everybody will want to have that award because Nigel Nigel has a place in everybody's art in speedway. Um, I don't think there were many bad words say Nigel. Um, like I said, I, I'm really good friends with Nigel and. To have just even if it's a, like a little award, entertainment rider, it's just it just honours his honours him, um, which I think we can't forget Nigel. We won't ever forget Nigel. So this is just something just to keep his 
his name and spirit alive in Speedway because he's deserved for what he's done and, and, and what, what he did do for us all because, you know, he's massively missed, believe me, um, in a lot of things. Not just Speedway terms, but missed as a, as a, a good, good, gentle, gentle man, nice blow, everything. He's just, you know, as Kelvin say, he was top draw, Nigel. So, you know, this, this, this award is just something just to keep his um, name in Speedway because he deserves it. Yeah, and uh, this is going to be happening after the meeting. It'll be a Twitter poll, won't it, um, where people can can vote. There'll be there'll be four candidates nominated, and supporters can then vote. Um, having watched the uh, you know the, the racing in the afternoon on the TV or in person, uh, and uh, you can vote for your most entertaining rider. And uh, what do they get? They get is it a trophy or what's uh, what's the award? I think it's just a, it's a little trophy. Oh, it's a trophy. Um, like I said, Nigel Pearson trophy. Um, it's just it's just somebody who's put you. you it might not be somebody who's won it. it. Might be somebody who's come stone last, but he's entertained. He's entertained. He's made people get off the seat. He's made people. They made the fans go shout at the TV speeds or shout. Just just a bit of entertainment. It's not necessarily who's, who's going to win the meeting. It could be because they could be entertaining, but it's just for the the entertainer. So you know the entertainer award for from the entertaining man himself. Um, which Nigel. The British finalists produced some great moments for entertainment that we can recall. Um, the late Danny Ayres being one. Chris Harris, of course, um, with his battle as well. And, and you know, there's, there's, we have had some great moments and, and that's the kind of thing that we're looking for uh, this Sunday afternoon. And the conditions are going to be perfect, so we'll look forward to it. Yeah, listen, there's, there's, there's plenty of you say Chris Harris. When Chris is in, a, in any lineup, any team, he guaranteed entertainment because that's what Chris does, and that's why I think everyone loves Chris. Um, he's pure entertainment, and he never gives in. But there's plenty of other riders I'm sure that'll be wanting to uh, play the award as well. Damien Bates, co-promoter at Sheffield Speedway and one of the board directors of British Speedway Promoters Limited, our guest this week on No Breaks, No Fear. But what about the future of Speedway? How's 2023 maybe shaping up, and what can we expect? And what goes into planning for the new season? How does it all work? These are the questions we're going to be looking at next on No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. Welcome back. I'm Ian Brannan. Our guest this week is Damien Bates, co-promoter at Sheffield Speedway, but also one of the board directors at British Speedway Promoters Limited, who uh, oversee um, British Speedway's uh, running of the promotion of the sports and um, the running of the, the individual clubs. And um, it's that time of year now, Damien, where um, eyes are starting to look towards 2023, both uh, from the clubs and for the riders as well. And of course, fans, not least, um, keen to know how things are going to shape up. How do you think British Speedway might look in 2023? What's your hunch? And talk us through the, the process of, of how things um, work at, at this stage of the season now, looking ahead to next year. As years gone by, we normally have a, a, an AGM over three days. And in November, we normally get discussed and, 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 and sorted out with a few previous meetings before. But what we're doing this year is uh, we're having meetings. Um, we've had a couple of... Um, Short meetings start with 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 both leagues and and just discussions what what what's wrong what's right what what we can do but the discussions and meetings are going to be taking place over the next few weeks so 
I don't know how it's going to look. Um, there's obviously um, there's obviously going to be maybe like last year championship lost Newcastle. Um, I don't believe that's going to be anybody to replace Newcastle, so that'll probably go as a team that's there unless something comes out of the blue. Um, the Premiership um, is at the moment six teams. Um, we was as Premiership, we, we, we were hoping Swindon would make a return. Um, so it's just it's just it's just ongoing at the moment. Um, and realistically, until these meetings have, have been held, it's it's pretty much as we are now. We, we, we're not we aren't really going to discussions for next year. Realist, not 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 mega amounts anyway. We have had some teams though, obviously declare their intentions and 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 get maybe ahead early uh, on some. Like for example, Birmingham have come out and and been quite clear about their intentions for next year. Um, we have issues, I suppose, with with clubs like say Edinburgh at the moment, and and obviously best wishes to them because they're in a state of flux as it stands. We'll get an update, I'm sure, on on where they're at s- soon enough, but. I think for for riders, we're starting to see riders increasingly um, wanting to to sort their plans out earlier because I, I suppose Poland, Sweden are, are getting ahead of the game now earlier and earlier and earlier. And I suppose the the traditional system of as as you mentioned, you know, having an AGM in November and maybe that's starting to get a little bit a little bit later, isn't it now with with, with riders wanting to get sorted earlier? Yeah, that that has always been a bit of an issue, uh, especially over the last few years with with rule set that's in Poland and other countries so that's why I decided to bring us bring everything forward so we can at least we all know where we're going we all know what we can do um, we haven't got to rely on ringing people in Australia and America in the middle of the night just to get all of them to sign from we can hopefully get stuff done before um, to go home or, or verbally or you know a, a few riders so it is important that we do bring it forward um, because we can't, as a nation, we can't get left behind Poland and Sweden, um, which, you know, we, we, Poland's, Poland's got all the top riders, we all know that, um, and herself and Sweden seem to battle it out for the same riders, which sometimes is easy, sometimes it's hard. Um, so if we get as, um, all those ducks in a, in a row now, we, we should be able to start looking at how we can improve or or make team changes and make teams a bit early uh, for 2023. And you've got one of the riders that is riding in, in Poland, in, in Jack Holder. Um, what are negotiations like with the with the Polish authorities? Because, of course, it's, it's, it is a question that, that fans ask regularly about why, why aren't riders able to come over here? What are the restrictions? And are the restrictions foreseeably maybe going to ease or I mean there's, there's also a rumour that they might get <laughs> might get worse I mean you know how do you how do you see it panning out the thing is um, we, we have there's obviously the heads of um, each federation the ISLB group which has got every nation in it um, Alex Arkis is the um, for us for, for, for the BSPL and ACU and Tony Steele but also with Rob um he, he goes to meetings and then they have, there's a couple from each federation. They discuss what, what, what they want to do, what they don't want to do. Um, so it is a, it is a, an ongoing yearly thing where they talk throughout the year. Um, but Poland, I, 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 do, I do get it with them. They do pay 
a hell of a lot of money out um, and they want the best riders. We all want best riders. Um, Poland's got a massive TV deal which helps boost their finances to, to bring these riders in. So it is difficult, um, but it's not just as simple as phoning PZM or put Extra League and say, what you're doing, can we have this rider, can we have that rider? I wish it were that simple, but it's not. It's um, it's pretty hard going and uh, negotiations are ongoing as we speak. Okay, watch this space on that one. Um, we're talking about Sheffield, but of course you've also got involvement, um, you know, family involvement as well with Leicester and, and they... Um, having a bit of a quiet period at, at this moment in time, but they'll be getting back into things in the uh, in the championship very very soon because they um, won the league and they they get the pick of who they face in the in the semi finals. So all going well on in in that league as well. Yeah, it's going great at Leicester. It's just a shame that we've had no fixtures. Um, the summer jubilee trophy. Uh, we've got that final which we tried getting in, but. Um, other two teams one um, available on certain dates which made it difficult um, so it has been a bit quiet but we've got um, semi-final at Cup knockout Cup this weekend against Pool, which should be, should be a great meeting um, Pool's always great entertainment um, and then we'll just hopefully then ease into um, playoffs if um, if weather's kind and you know I see Plymouth's off again tonight so that's just delaying things further and further but um, where where reaching to go to just to get uh, lads back on track down at Leicester. Yeah, I was supposed to be doing this from Plymouth, and I got I got um, fifty miles down the road this time. At least I didn't get um, the full four hundred, unlike last time. Uh, but uh, yeah, they'll be they're racing next Tuesday. But I think the pool match, um, which for now the, what was the second leg, now becomes the first leg uh, on the Wednesday. I think that the weather looks pretty good for that, and I think um, Edinburgh and Redcar are going to get theirs sorted on uh, yeah. on Friday and Saturday. I can't see any problems there. So um, potentially, I, mean, I don't know where where Stuart. Uh, uh, Stuart Dixon's thinking is uh, he's a man who knows uh, know, knows his mind as, as we well know um, he'll he will he will know in his mind I think who he fancies um, but um, maybe you might you might have a, an opponent to uh, to pick from by the by the weekend. Um, honestly, it's obviously we'll have that conversation with Stuart when we know um, who it's going to be, and Stuart will talk to riders. Um, he'll have an idea, like I have an idea. Um, but you never know anything can happen in Speedway you never know what clubs are going to get through so mm. um, like I so said I think we'll have a good idea at weekend um, we'll, we'll probably have a chat away at Saturday before meeting at, um, against Paul um, or, or, or with Fantin or we're going to take and I guess you know from a, from a promoter or a manager's point of view you know Plymouth one to watch because they're they are a bit of an unknown quantity of course they've been hit heavily by injuries and as a result you know their their team is is very different from from day to day week to week of course with the way that the rules work and and also who's available and we saw how uh, last week you know the the side that they were about to take into battle against Poole was a, a team of reserves at best and and some national league riders in there as well whereas the rain came and and saved them and and now they've got a much more competitive team for the for the upcoming fixtures it is hard to say and Plymouth's been like that obviously most of the year they lost Eddie Kennett in first meeting I think a couple of races in and they've obviously had a facility for him all year which um, has obviously benefited them um, let's let's not hide that fact I think it's benefited them but um, 
I feel it will be harder for them to pick guests now because um, you only can pick who's not in the playoffs. So that limits them with averages. So, you, listen, you never know with Plymouth. Um, they, they could put a good team out. They could put an average team out. I, I, I just, I have no clue. Um, but I think either either way, though, I know Gary May pretty well and Gary will make sure that whoever's riding for him will be determined to put one over pool to start with. Um, and Gary will want to get to that final, no two ways about it. Yeah, that um, thunderstorm that rolled in, what, an hour before, they're just about to open the gates at pool last uh, Wednesday and this thunderstorm that wasn't forecast rolled in an hour before the start time and I think Gary May and uh, <laughs> and uh, Mark Phillips thought that their prayers had perhaps been answered <laughs> probably, probably doing rain dances outside <laughs> it certainly worked anyway um, and the other tournament of course which has been new this year is the um, the Premiership Pairs which has had a bit of a a break now with 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 one thing and another, and w- w- the most recent rain off being on on Monday. But we've got um, dates in the calendar now to get that finished as well at the, the back end of October. So we're going to have two meetings uh, at Chef, well, one at Sheffield and one at Bellevue in that in that week. I think it's the twenty fourth of October, isn't it? The last full week of October to try and get that finished. Yeah, the Premiership pairs. It's something we all as a league decide on. We wanted to do, want to do the competition. Um, we looked at Ryan Zool, we had in his teams available and, and you know there's some pretty attractive lineups when you when you put them in like we Jason Doyles and it's just like Danny King or, or Troy Batchel and I've got like Jack Holder and Toby and you, you look at and there's Bellevue match for Xega so we thought yeah you know this could be a good competition to have I think it has been a good competition um, I'm not 100% sure, sure that fans are sold on it because um, I, I do believe that some attendances haven't been the, compared to league meetings whether that's just um, people just picking and choosing due to cost of living which I understand um, but we, we believed in it we still believe in it I think it has been a good competition um, it's just how we take it forward next year and, and do we do stuff different do we look at different sort of things for it? Um, again, that'll be discussed in close season. I know from speaking to Steady, I think he'd prefer more points to finish in second and get into the final. That'd help Sheffield, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, you know, well, yeah, it, it, it's the the point system was we had to obviously um, work out a point system where we kept it entertaining all the way through, which we thought. Because the last thing we wanted, three or four rounds in, and, and everybody, uh, uh, last couple of re- uh, meetings, there's, there's no on it because somebody's won. So maybe that there's things like that that will be discussed again because, you know, we, we just don't want to bin it off. We want to try and progress it and, and keep it going year on year on year um, and make it better. Um, so, yeah, it's first season. There's always going to be mistakes and everything. Um, it's just correcting the mistakes. Um, and, and just trying to make it a bit better um, for fans and, and for clubs involved, really. There have been some great heats of speedway through the Premiership pairs so far at all of the tracks as well. We've had great racing at Peterborough. I remember Chris Harris 
flying round there with uh, with Michael Palm Toft and, and and some great battles. I think it was against Bellevue, and the Bellevue riders are putting some great performances. Uh, particularly, I think there was some close racing at uh, at Kings Lynn for them, and they had some good battles at, at Wolves as well. Even though Wolves are not necessarily re- have not really been at the races as far as the Premiership fairs are concerned, they've certainly contributed with with some uh, some great heats of Speedway to watch, and you know some great examples of team riding uh, on show. Uh, the best, of course, from Jason Doyle, and that's possibly why they're top of the table. Yeah, it, it, the, the riders obviously riding it are, are top riders and good, good riders. So it will always going to be good racing, especially on you know every track in, in top league does produce good racing for or different ways. Different, it's got different shapes and size tracks. But look at Bellevue, Sheffield, Peterborough, which is a big fast tracks. You're always guaranteed passing. Uh, Wolverhamptons. And it's just technical tracks, but when you get dialed in there, you know, it's to pass round there is quite spectacular and to watch is good. So and same with Kings Lane, there's plenty of passes. So I think they're always they're always gonna be scored for passing and, and good close meetings with, with the tracks that um are in premiership. Um so no, it, it's I've 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 enjoyed it. I've enjoyed series. I think it can go from strength to strength. And I think it, you know, it it will be good to to complete it because that was the other thing as well, where every team had their home advantage. You know, I, I think you could have these tournaments on any track, and there'll always be somebody who says, "Well, that's not fair because that favours this rider or that rider." And it, it did give everybody, you know, on balance a, a similar experience because the the home team always rode in the same position in the order as well. So over the course of the six rounds, it should all pan out. Yeah, it's. I think, I think there's only two each one there home leg. I believe, so you know it, it is very, it is very open, and Ipswich, I believe, are twelve points in front. So all they need to to have is a bad round at Sheffield, um, Sheffield or Kingsland have a good round, and then it's wide open at Bellevue, uh, which should make a, a quite spectacular finish to it. That's what we're hoping for, and it it does look like we, we could end up with that really. And that's Damien Bates, co-promoter of Sheffield Speedway and uh, the Leicester Lions and Leicester Lion Cubs and also board director at uh, the BSPL, British Speedway Promoters Limited. And uh, let's have a look before we go at the fixtures coming your way across British Speedway through the course of this week. We're recording this on Tuesday. We should have been at Plymouth, but that match um, against Poole was cancelled. So uh, that will be rerun next Tuesday to help sort out the uh, championship playoffs, which at the moment of recording this are still to get underway, but they should be getting underway at Poole Stadium on Wednesday, September 14th, when it's Poole versus Plymouth. Was the second leg, now the first leg at Poole Stadium. Um, also uh, happening is the uh, restaging of uh, Birmingham versus Cradley, uh, which is the um, Alan Graham Memorial Meeting, which has got a great lineup in itself, and uh, that's taking place at Perry Bar 7.30. Looking ahead to Thursday, in the Premiership it's Peterborough versus Bellevue Sheffield versus Kings Lynn on Friday we are back to uh, Championship playoff action the other uh, quarter final uh, which is between the Edinburgh Monarchs and the Red Car Bears at Armadale at 7.30pm 
And then on Saturday, we've got the return of uh, that fixture, Redcar versus Edinburgh, and that will be at the Echo Arena on Teesside at 5pm. A five o'clock start for that. Do not be late. Um, Middlesbrough Football Club are playing uh, at the same time, well, in the evening at uh, 7.45, I think. So uh, that's why it's starting earlier at 5 o'clock for Redcar versus Edinburgh. It's also the uh, same evening for uh, Leicester versus Poole in the uh, Championship Knockout Cup semi-final. That one gets underway at 7 and of course we've got Speedway Grand Prix action at Melilla on Saturday night as well. Um, Sunday, well of course the big fixture, the one we've been talking about it's the Sports Insure British Final the restaging of that at the National Speedway Stadium, Bellevue a 3 o'clock start time and we've got action at Kent where Kent take on the Bellevue Colts in the National League at 12, followed by a couple of rounds of the British Youth Championships. We've got Class A and Class B of the 125ccs racing there. No speedway across Britain on Monday, of course, uh, as a mark of respect for the uh, funeral of uh, Queen Elizabeth II. And then on Tuesday, we're back in action in the Championship playoffs. Hopefully, the quarterfinals will be uh, sorted on Tuesday evening when the Plymouth Gladiators host the Pool Pirates. It's been a long time coming, but... Uh, we're hoping that we do get their third time lucky uh, this time on Tuesday, September 20th. And we'll be back with the next episode of No Breaks, No Fear. Um, from there, all being well, uh, next Tuesday. So uh, that brings you up to date with how things are looking across the week ahead. A um, couple of other things to look out for. Um, don't forget to check out our previous episodes because we've got loads of great uh, guests for you to listen to. Um, not least last week, um, fascinating episode. And thanks to everybody who got in touch and, and, and uh, to say they enjoyed it. Hearing um, uh, Gary Flint talking about Leon's career. Um, from his uh, position, of course, of being Leon's dad. And also Neil Vatcher talking about the youth series and uh, that how the youth um, programme is working in Great Britain and bringing through the next batch of riders, I suppose, because uh, Neil Vatch has been in the job for over 10 years now and his first products off that line are names such as Dan Bewley and Robert Lambert. And, uh, of course, Tom Brennan and Leon Flint are now heading into that kind of orbit, all being well. And who's behind them? Who are the names to look out for? Find out in last week's episode. And uh, speaking of Dan Bewley, he recently appeared with Kelvin Tatum on his new podcast, Tatum Talks, an hour-long chat with Dan Bewley available there. Just search for uh, for that on any podcast app or indeed YouTube. You can see it for yourself. And we'll be back next week on No Breaks, No Fear. Have uh, a great week in Speedway and uh, we'll be back with you next Wednesday. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.